Welcome to the Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons, helping you boost your health, energy, and productivity. Welcome to Thrive TV, helping you boost your health, energy, and productivity. My name is Lauren Parsons. It's great to have you with us today. And today I'm excited because we are joined by Sarah McVannell. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. So glad to be here. Oh, so great to have you with us. So Sarah is the Chief Recognition Officer at Greatness Magnified. And today we're talking about how recognition fuels peak performance, both at work and at home. So this is going to be amazing for all of you in your personal lives and in your uh, professional lives as well. We're looking at three key things, which is how recognition is the easiest single easiest and most accessible way for you to invigorate your relationships, both personally and professionally. Sarah's going to teach us why leaders can't perform at their peak without leveraging the exponential power of recognition, and also how the highest performing workplace cultures and company cultures make recognition a cornerstone. But before we get into all of that goodness, we're going to go through our this and that question so you can get to know Sarah a little more. So Sarah, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. So tell me, are you a cat or a dog person? Dog. Dog. Okay, nice. Uh, would you like to be invisible or able to read minds? Ooh, invisible. Be invisible. Okay, I want to yeah. know what people are thinking all the time. I'm with you on that. I'm the same. Yeah. Um, logical or creative? Creative. Creative. Yeah, beautiful. Would you rather be lost on a mountain or lost on a deserted island? Mountain. Mountain, okay. You can ski your way down. Mm. Uh, serious one here, boiled, fried, or poached eggs? Uh, poached. Poached, yes. Me so too. many more sauces to put on it. Mm, true, true, true. Next one is, would you rather do a popular pre-made travel tour or build your own itinerary from scratch? Pre-made tour. Ah, Let nice. the experts guide me around. Okay, mm -hmm. perfect. Uh, burgers or pizza? Pizza. Pizza, nice. Rather buy a Ferrari or a Lamborghini? Neither. Neither. I'm the same. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. yeah Give okay. the money to charity for heaven's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, with you. Uh, cake or chocolate? Um, cake. Cake, nice. And city or countryside? Oh, well, I live in the country, so I'm going to say country. Yeah, I thought that would be your answer, but yeah, yeah. great. Oh, nice to get to know you a little more. So mm -hmm. tell you a bit more about Sarah. Sarah helps le uh, leaders to leverage the exponential power of recognition to retain top talent. She jokes that it's the only lane that really pulls together her BA in psychology, her MSc in family relations, her certifications in organizational development, coaching, HR, and healthcare admin. She left her senior leadership position in 2014 to launch her boutique firm, Greatness Magnified. She's authored some books, she's been vlogging, she's been tap dancing and getting so good with her hubby, Mark, and her kids, Justin and Simone. So it's so great to have you with me today, Sarah. So Thank first I want to ask you, just how did you get started doing what you're doing now? Uh, well, the recognition component has always been a part of my life. I think I was always that kid that couldn't laugh at somebody if they fell down and they hurt themselves. And But, you know, really when I started to get into the field of organizational development and we would do intensive team consultations, when I say we, it started off as me, but then when I was a manager, I had a whole team that I was working with. And um, even the most difficult uh, situation that we would face 
any team that really had lost hope that anything could be better, if we started with self-recognition and recognition of each other, we could gain momentum very quickly. Um, and all the other things that we tried, it would take multiple meetings, many months, it was, it was resource intensive, and it didn't always have sustainable results. Mm -hmm. So from a professional standpoint, I just knew it worked. And then when I decided to uh, write a book with my co-author, somebody that I worked with in this, in this role, in this capacity, um, we decided to go and validate it and went to an engagement survey company called Metrics at Work here in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I guess they were probably waiting for a nosy blonde to want to poke around their quarter of a million <laughs> survey data points. I'm sure they're just waiting for the opportunity to have something else to do. And we had them run an analysis of all that data to say, is what we're seeing at the front line doing this work with teams actually true? And sure enough, when they look at the top most satisfied teams with recognition and compare them to the least, dramatic statistically significant differences and things that people on your podcast, on your, your video TV uh, will care about. Things like trust in the organization, satisfaction with leadership, and we know people leave bosses, right? Not organizations or positions, more so. Um, things like uh, intention to stay, um, overall engagement, and continuous improvement. So we've got the data, we've got the lived experience, and frankly, I just feel better when I'm helping people focus on something they can do immediately, differently, no matter how complex, challenging their environment is or burnt out they are. Amazing. So important. I totally believe in this philosophy. Recognition, I think, is key. And I've always said it's one of the best, you know, parenting strategies, management strategies, relationship strategies to give positive, yeah. specific praise and feedback. So I noticed that you mentioned two words that you talked about self-recognition and recognition. Can you give us kind of a definition or explain what you mean by those two things? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, uh, I like to liken it to a, uh, it's a scaffolding approach and, and it's, it's going to sound a, perhaps a bit pop psychology, but I think we can all relate. If, if you don't recognize your own greatness, it's going to be so much more work to try to find it and see it in other people. And that's where recognition isn't sustainable. So mm -hmm. if you recognize yourself and you can acknowledge all your foibles as well as your strengths, you know, the things that, that you have and who you are when you're at your best and really try to operate from that place, then you naturally begin to notice it all around you. And I'll have people after I do a keynote tell me that they think that people are doing greater things around here. They're, they're putting in more effort. They're working harder. Well, perhaps part of that is true. If they're being validated, yes, they're probably giving you more discretionary effort. But also the other half of the equation is it's been happening all along. Yes. I think one of the greatest things leader, leaders can do for peak performance to encourage more of it is to notice and acknowledge the extraordinary in the ordinary because people are doing amazing things all the time. We're just so busy and distracted and frankly, a bit burnt out to sometimes mm -hmm. notice that, which is to your point around parenting, it fits with families as well as, of course, in the boardroom. Yeah, so it's about paying attention, isn't it? I think it's about being super intentional to catch people doing things right. And I think often, you know, whether it's parenting or in a work setting, we're sometimes wanting to modify or change someone's behavior or lead someone in a different direction. And we know that trying to hit it face on, saying you need to do that is never going to work. Whereas when we can praise to the positive and praise people, even if they're making an effort towards the direction we want them to head in, you know, 
thanks, honey. You know, I like the way that you, you got your washing almost into the basket in the laundry. You know, next time, if you could get it right in, that would be so great. Such a big help to me. <laughs> just, I don't yeah. know if those sort of examples, just, you know, a positive phrase in the work scene as well. It's one of the most significant things that makes a difference. I know that you're quoted as saying that leaders cannot perform at their peak without leveraging this exponential power of recognition. So what makes you so certain? Well, as a professional certified coach, working with people to be able to notice differently. You know, you were saying about earlier about paying attention, and I totally agree. It's around your intention, how you show up in your work environment. And, and I'll give folks a challenge is notice the next time you see something that's working, that is deserving of acknowledgement. And you can say it, you can think about it, you can write it down, whatever you want to do with that. But my challenge to you client who is struggling to believe that anything is working and that there's greatness anywhere. And again, often that comes from a place of them not actually seeing it themselves first, but that's fine. If we're looking at your concern about your team or the performance around here, just notice if just anything that's working and they'll come back to me and they'll say, I can't believe how many, how many things I was able to acknowledge in a week. And even if their intention was just to write it down, they can't help but acknowledge it in other folks. So I've seen it happen even with folks who are, feel utter hopelessness and frustration about what is going on in their environment. The other I thing that. I say to, to people, I'm sure you've had this too, where people are, are, what's holding them back from peak performance is that they feel that there's a lot of negativity gossip, tension, toxicity, and there's a, and then we zone in on that. We, we put so much of our focus on all of those things and see, see, there's more evidence of that. See, it's getting worse. As opposed to what my co-author and I talk about in our book is, well, what if in fact a complaint report merely a poorly worded request? So you get to almost be a personality scavenger hunt, sort of, you know, have that kind of mindset of being curious about it. Can you see something that they're doing, that person that's negative complaining that's working? Or if your team is struggling, every time they get together, they're frustrated. What if you started by asking, what's one thing that worked over the last week in this team? And just have them tell you, be perhaps shocked exactly. and awed and amazed that, it, that they can find something. You yeah, know, so and it's so good when you lead people towards those positive, isn't it? You know, like I often ask or invite people to discuss or bring up the question, you know, what's been the best thing about your day? We just started a meeting the other day and, you know, people were sitting individually isolated in the audience and we had five mm -hmm. minutes before we started. So I just said, this is the informal greeting. My name's Lauren. We're going to get started soon. But why don't you just stand up, walk around and just ask them, what's been the best thing about your day? I put a bit of background music on and suddenly we had 20 people standing up. It looked like a party was going on. They were just all chatting <laughs> And sometimes we just need that leading direction. And for in a parenting example, we ask, what was the best thing about your day around the dinner table? And it gives yeah. us all the chance to relive it as well as share it with each other. So, oh, so you'll love this. This is the habit that around our dinner table, it's something yeah. that my 15-year-old son and I do. And you know how negative we often speak about the teenage years. The number of times people would stop me as I have a screaming baby and in my cart and they'd say, oh, just you wait, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. I'm thinking, really? Do I have to enjoy the screaming? So, you know, oh, well, when they're teenagers, but here I am in the teenage years, I've got a 15 year old, a seven, uh, a 13 um, year old. So my son, who's the 15 year old, we do the claps, 10 claps every day. And it came out of, there was a, some challenging things that were happening. I've been traveling a lot. It's, you know, it's been a bit of an adjustment period this fall. And we just decided when it kind of hit a, hit a breaking point, I think we should do this. We should try to find 10 things that are positive every day. 
And we turned it into this new ritual that he, him and I do. And we both hold each other accountable. So awesome. let's say you and I are doing it, Lauren, and yeah. he always kicks it off. Um, and so he'll say, you know, I got all my homework done at school. Awesome. High five. And then I'll say something in my day. And we don't have to come prepared. We don't have to know what are our five things. And, all, and, and we'll, sometimes we'll go, mm, I know I have something else. And the, the other yeah. way in which we hold ourselves accountable is if we've said something negative, then we have to take away a clap. So this is how we take away a clap. And then we have to come up with two things our next turn. Nice. It has been such a wonderful way to either talk about the dinner table or end our evening because we do not go to bed unless we've done it. Even though I'm going away for traveling tomorrow for work, we're going to do it over the phone. We've already agreed to it or texting if we really can't get on the phone with each other. Mm-hmm. It is such an amazing way to reconnect and mm-hmm. to refocus on what's positive. And what my son has said to me is, I can't believe how many great things I didn't even notice were happening in my life by yeah. focusing on this. I'm like, I'm 15 year old thinking this, you know? <laughs> and I'm not saying he's like deep like Gandhi. You know, he is the average 15 year old boy. Um, and so when you intentionally notice it and you have a, an accountability, a ritual around mm-hmm. that, I mean, honestly, he is performing better in school this week and, and having better in relationships this week because of this new habit that he's created. I love so it. if that's I not peak it. performance of evolution, I don't know what is. Right? Yeah, no, that's perfect. And I'm, I'm going to share that story and talk about you and your son, if that's all right with you, because that's such a Ooh. beautiful example. I love it. Yeah. And it's amazing just that focus on the positive, because often if we do that default question is, how was your day? It's like, hmm good what did you do nothing you know we don't get but you know again in the workplace imagine if we started meetings by saying what's been the best thing that's happened this week or this month um i used to work at a place where we gave out gold stars Mm -hmm. we put them on a chart on the wall and and each of us would have the opportunity to give one gold star to another member of the team and to state exactly what it was for so it was immediate specific praise and of course Mm -hmm. not everyone likes public's praise but because it was set up and it was intentional and, and, and it was open for everyone, it really was powerful. And at the end, I think once we got 10, 10 stars, there was actually a reward as well. But the most powerful thing was the impact that it had during the week in between. And you would sort of see someone do something and you'd say like, oh, that's gold star you know, behavior right there. And yes. so pay attention like your antenna would be up to look for it. So mm-hmm. I love it. So well, I know my version of that is frogging. So this is my little yes. frog back here, right? Yeah, so when tell you- us about frogging. Yeah. So I, you know, if I, I, well, first of all, I want to frog you right now. (laughs) You have such a beautiful, authentic energy. And I'm sure everyone who's listening would say that that is why they keep tuning in. They get huge value from you. You you are a true servant leader and you're just such a delight to hear your, your intonation of your voice, but also what you have to say and what you're trying to do in the world. So that's, that's frogging, right? And, and I authentically mean that. And so, you know, I'll joke with folks when I'm, when I'm um, doing a keynote and, and just say, you know, because if you haven't lived until you've told a perfect stranger, you know, I have to frog you. And then they'll have <laughs> one of two reactions. That will be one of them. Yes. The, the other one could be they look at you with this concern look on their face, like, I need to call security right now. But, yeah. you know, I, because I believe in living dangerously, I will, you know, risk it. So people have suggested I should perhaps have a lawyer on retainer. But anyway, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's, it's those, the exponential part that we're talking about is when you surprise recognize somebody. So the person who's been working late on a project and is your top performer, sending dinner home to their family and writing and having the driver with a card that says, thank you so much 
for making sure that Glenn can stay behind. We know it's challenging on the family. We just want to say how much we appreciate it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, putting a note on somebody's desk and they're out in a meeting and when they get back to their, their desk or their cadenza, it's sitting there on, on their computer that says, you know, thank you for going back to bat for me yesterday in the meeting. I can't tell you how much that means to me. And I'm still thinking about it today. Yeah. It's the surprise factor, you know, and I don't mean shock factor as in <laughs> make somebody uncomfortable, like, yeah. okay, stand up on stage here with me, Glenn, when you're, he's very much yeah. an introvert and that's going to mm-hmm. freak him out. I just mean, you know, finding a way to, to acknowledge somebody that it has, it, it's, it's the intention you want. And then is there a, is, this is the thinking pattern behind it is, is there a way just to make it even more authentic, lasting, memorable, aligned to that person? And in fact, yeah. if people want a tool to be able to, to understand how people want to be recognized best, you know, that platinum rule, treat me the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. They are welcome to go to my website, Greatness Magnified, under cool stuff, in other words, free. <laughs> there's, a, there's a tool called a recognition assessment. And so if you filled it out, Lauren, you might say, yes, I want public recognition and team recognition. And somebody else mm-hmm. might say, I want a gift card and I want it to be private. Please never recognize me in public. Yes. Yes. So that way you can customize it and you can share the results as a team so that people are acknowledging each other the way they want to be recognized. So it's just an idea because that's one of the roadblocks or the, the, the challenges, the, the mental roadblocks people have on their mind sometimes about recognition and why they don't think it helps with peak performance is that maybe they've tried to recognize somebody, it didn't land, and then they say, ah, I'm not good at this. Or yeah. And then they stop because they're worried it's just going to have that same thing. We actually used to, in the organization I worked with many years ago, we had a staff um, form that we would fill out as part of, you know, all the different paperwork you fill out when you start. Mm-hmm. And part of it was specifically for this purpose. We would write down what our favorite brand of perfume was, what our favorite cafe was, what our favorite band was, our favorite song or music, mm-hmm. and just a whole list of different things that would then go to our manager. And, and I think to enhance it, you could also say, do you like to be recognized in public? Do you like to be recognized in private? Because I think those things are key distinctions to me and so you know I received a pair of my favorite shoes from my boss one time because I'd worked really hard on something and it we did phenomenally well and that was so meaningful and special because it was the exact pair of shoes that I liked and you know it's just things like that it sets people up because otherwise you end up with staff members with bottles of wine they don't drink or movie tickets and they don't like going to the movies or whatever it is but imagine the power of that, you know, a a dinner being delivered to the family and what it means for all of the relationships that support that key team member. I just love it. I can see, like you say, it's exponential. It's just going to create this huge ripple effect. And you don't need a lot of money necessarily. Like ask the questions of what you can do. So, you know, let's say because you, they had asked your favorite song and you're coming up to Mm -hmm. receive an award play your favorite song as you're getting the award and you may not put two and two together at the time, but you're like, Oh my gosh, that's my favorite song. And you may (laughs) make the connection, but that's the paying attention to what matters for that person. Or you can say, did you know that Lauren not only likes Guns N' Roses, blah, blah, you know, it's like, it's it's kind of like that that fun exercise you did with me at the beginning. And you it personalizes it and and actually on that form that I was sharing with you, we asked things like what's your favorite pizza toppings and yes. how do you like, do you like coffee or tea and what do you like in it? I can remember having a staff member who was working so hard on a project that was frustrating her and I brought her, her 
green tea with half a cream and a sweetener, which, I mean, who would drink a tea like that? She's the only person in the world. But I brought it to her and I said, you know, thank you so much for working so hard and just really slogging through this. And it meant more to her that it was the way she liked it than had I just come in and I said, I really appreciate that you're working really hard. Um, because she, she was a hard worker and she always would work hard. That was, so that didn't really, for one person saying, thank you for working hard would be, they would really appreciate it for somebody else. It's just like, well, that's what everybody does, isn't it? And of course that wasn't what everybody did and my, you know, we're in the team. Um, but it was those, it's those little things. And I mean, I've worked in not-for-profits until I work for myself. I've worked in not-for-profits my whole world and my whole career. And I had to find ways to do this and teach people ways to do this that cost nothing or virtually nothing. Yes. Think somebody's favorite song or mm-hmm. printing off a quote or writing them a post-it note or texting them something. Yeah. And even just, even just taking a pen and paper and writing a handwritten card or a letter, we used to, as a college I used to work at when I was lecturing at the New Zealand College of Fitness, and we would ask all of the students what their favorite songs were, and then we would make up playlists for each mm. class so that we then had their favorite music playing in all the breaks and before and after class just to set the atmosphere. And we would also write what we called five happy letters every week. So we would choose five different people to write a letter to, and we would mail it and post it out. And it's just the most amazing thing. It reminds me of Sean A. You may know of his TED Talk, The Happy Secret to Better Work, where he talks about, you know, it's not success that leads to happiness, but it's actually happiness, having your mind in positive as opposed to negative, neutral or stressed, that leads to more success. And he talked about a two-minute intervention that if you just start your day by spending only two minutes Mm -hmm. to write an email or a text message to a colleague, friend or family member, praising and thanking them for a specific thing. And he said, you know, not only do you get to go around the rest of the day going... I'm so cool. I'm one of these people that actually does this stuff, but they'll actually reply and reciprocate and they don't know about the two minute rule. So they'll just end up writing you this really long email saying how great it is and what a difference it makes because it is so much more motivating than even a pay rise. Just getting this, these sort of small things of recognition can be so much more motivating because we're human beings and that's how we really connect. Yeah. And what I'm hearing from you in that, what, what it sounds like what was really impactful about hearing that message about him is the fact it's consistent, the fact that it is intentional, and the fact that he starts his day that way. Um, you know, it, when I, uh, this past spring, I had a lot of folks who were connecting and sharing on, on social media about how they're really struggling. And I thought, what can I do? I mean, I, you know, I can't go out and I can't reach everybody. I can't talk to everybody, but I, I'm seeing this and there's a pattern. What can I do? And, and I think that, you know, the Sean Archers uh, uh, of the world would, would, and the, of course, the Lauren Parts of the world too, you know, think in terms of this, what can I do? What, what impact can I make? And so started a Facebook group called Great Happy People, of which you're a part yes. of. Yes. And, and you know, to join. <laughs> yeah. And, and really the intention was a non-salesy, positive only place. And when I ask people, why do you belong? Or what's the most important thing you get out of the group? It's very much tied to what you just said. They'll say, this is how I start my day now. I used to um, scroll through Facebook, um, you know, the posts and then I compare myself or I would just get up and get out of bed and I would, or I would check my emails and that was a positive. Instead, I go out and I look just at this page, which I know is never going to have sales or promotions. It's just going to be positive, maybe a motivational video, quote, something, and it'll just put me in the right frame of mind. So we went from nothing in, I think it was May when I started this, we have 
over 3,300 members from around the world now. People mm-hmm. need more of this positivity in their life. And so when it comes to peak performance, who do you think is going to be the peak performer? The person who's thinking, how am I going to get through my day? Or what can I do to motivate my day? And, and how can I start my day in a way that I feel inspired and energized? Mm-hmm. So why is it that recognition leads so directly to peak performance? Can you explain that piece of the puzzle? For people that are perhaps not convinced, you yeah. know, this is not just fluff and, and right. excitement. Like, can mm-hmm. you explain the science or why this is so powerful? Yeah. And actually, um, it's funny that you say that because I, I wrote an article in, um, for an HR magazine called Why Recognition is Not Fluffy Stuff for this very reason, <laughs> because there's people who, who don't quite see how there's science behind it. Well, one, one reason is I've shared with you some data about that. And I do a lot of partnership work with the Great Place to Work Institute as well. We actually have a, um, a toolkit that's coming out in the new year that actually demonstrates the connection of not just a better employee experience, but also actually a better customer experience too. So that's coming. People can look for that, those people who follow the Great Place to Work Institute. Um, but also though, if you think about psychology, so that's my roots is psychology theory. All psychology theory is rooted in understanding when humans are at their best, when humans are able to learn if you are in the more the educational psychology realm, what will allow people to learn at their best. If you are a humanistic psychology, how do people... Um, you know, uh, achieve their full potential. If you look at conditioning, what allows people to change their behavior or, you know, animal salvating, whatever version of that. All psychology is really, it's based in understanding that what does success look like, some various form. And consistently, no matter what school of psychology you come from, when people feel valued, acknowledged, appreciated, respected, heard, they do their best work. When we don't, when we, when we isolate, when we don't share our ideas, when we don't um, ask for help, when you know, all of these key elements that come out when we have cultures where recognition is present, I know people think I'm doing a good job. I see other people when they are doing a good job. We want together to do the best job we can. Um, our customers feel that we're doing a good job and they want to keep working with us. I mean, there's a good financial there's a there's a link economically to companies who do better when they have healthy healthy cultures of which recognition is a key foundational element of that and so i mean the evidence is everything from fundamentals of psychology to it look if you looked at the the health research around if people are dieting and they're trying to get fit what works better punishment or recognizing and rewards and, you know, milestones. I mean, it's, it's in every body of literature out there yes. that when people feel valued, acknowledged, appreciated, and are celebrating successes along the way, that they perform better. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I could go on about the dieting and the fitness thing. It's just Do it then. So yeah. important, but no, just for so important for people to focus on the positive, I think, because often we come at that sort of thing in terms of trying to improve our health and well-being by looking at, oh, what do I need to cut out? What can I not eat? And being in Why haven't I been mindset. able to take the weight off? Or Yeah. yeah. So when we focus on the positive of getting more good food into our diet, it naturally helps to 
um, to reduce down the things that perhaps aren't so helpful and, and it's a much more sustainable approach. So, so coming back to businesses though, because you talked about recognition being a real foundation. So what is it that the businesses that you've worked with or organisations that do have this as their cornerstone, what is it that you see them doing differently? Mm-hmm. Well, they genuinely care and ask for people's opinions and ideas. And I don't just mean suggestion box that are really dusty and nobody opens them, nor do I even mean that, okay, well, we've got um, five minutes slotted left over in the agenda. Does anybody have anything to say? This yeah. is that it's intentionally built into a premium um, part of the discussion, whether it's at a team meeting, people bring people together. You know, um, one of the the habits of a top performing organization, I just was doing some speaking for the senior leaders of um, very profitable branch of, of a, a large multinational company. They were in the hospitality sector. Hospitality is known for chewing people up, spitting them out. I know from having survived the hospitality sector. Yes, me too. <laughs> yes, we're, we're all survivors probably. You know, that, that the president of that organization writes he disciplines himself to write at least 10 thank you cards every single week. He puts wow. them on his desk. He has his administrative assistant on Monday morning, put them on his desk. He, it, there, it's a premium spot on his desk. He must, by the end of Friday, have written them all. And if it's been a stressful week or he's had a lot to do or he's been traveling, they're still sitting there. And if, and if for whatever reason he's not been in the office, he still has his assistant bring in another 10. So now he's got 20 to write. He is every single week producing 10 thank you cards. So what I gave him because I was so impressed with what he did, I had to frog him. And so I gave him these frog tribute cards where we asked, um, my co-author and I, we asked people, what is the best compliment you've ever received or what would be the best acknowledgement you could get? If you got the best acknowledgement tomorrow, what would it be? So we crowdsourced these and we wrote um, 52. So I gave him a a deck. So these are deck, deck of 52. He used them up within a week. So this is the this is already a top performing CEO of a top performing branch of a top performing company, and has this habit of ten. He's gotten rid of fifty two cards. In a wow, week. great! Right? He's already got the culture because he's already got that mindset that he he's already tuned in. He's got his antenna up to look for the good and to be able to reach out. and And I think I think we're very similar in this that. I also am someone who just loves encouraging people. I'll be like, look at that beautiful scarf you have. I just naturally want to verbalize. But I think culturally, somehow it's perhaps, I'm not sure why it is that we don't always do those things. Sometimes we think them, but we just keep them to ourselves. And I think it's interesting seeing the trends now and the impact that social media is having and the comparison game we play that sometimes we just feel like everyone else is so much happier than us and it is bringing people down. And we do need to make a point of going out and when we think these positive things and notice them to actually act and speak Mm -hmm. out because you never know what someone is going through on any given day. And I just think the power of kindness and giving back to people is it's just incredible what it can do for people. It's not just their mental well-being, but for us as a society. And yeah, I totally so, agree with you because some of the people who receive, I, I think I give more frogs to people in the service industry than anyone else. Again, having perhaps survived it, maybe I'm just particularly <laughs> into how challenging their life must be. But also, I think, I think a lot of us see them as invisible and they begin to feel invisible. 
and they're not invisible. We would not have the Starbucks coffees or the the dinner or the the clean bathrooms in the hotels we go to without these incredible people. Yeah, and um, and it's so terrible. It's so unfortunate that we that that has become invisible. So. Um, yeah, I always, whenever I go into the washrooms, I always, bathrooms for those in New Zealand, I yeah. always make eye contact with and say thank you to someone that's yeah. cleaning them because I'm so appreciative of that because sometimes you are in public washrooms and they're not in the best state. And, you know, so recognizing people for where they're at and what they're doing, I think is so fundamental to just what we should be doing as humans, connecting person to person. And I think that human connection is a key thing that we really need to cherish and grow mm-hmm right now because we're so connected digitally that we're becoming more disconnected human to human. Well, and I think that there's an amazing way we can intersect the employee experience with the the uh, customer experience. So a great mm-hmm. example of this, I want to do a shout out to Weston and I have no affiliate relationship with them. I've never actually done work, speaking work for them. I've just been in mm-hmm. their hotels. I uh, was in one of their beautiful resorts um, in, in Florida at, at a mastermind. Their, their cleaning staff were incredible and it was gorgeous weather. I'm sure they would rather have been outside than doing what they're doing, but they're probably working hard for their family. So I just happened to come into the room midday. She was cleaning. She apologized for being there. And I'm like, you're doing a great, you're doing your job. First of all, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. This is a very large room. You, you've clearly always managed to prioritize it because by the time I get back here at four o'clock, it's always done. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I, I, so I frogged her. I gave her a little frog charm. She's, she brought her to tears. She goes, I don't know when the last time she was acknowledged, certainly by a guest, but maybe, I don't know if she was acknowledged recently and who knows, as you say, what's going on in her life. So I said, mm-hmm. would you let me take a picture of you and tweet it out to Weston to say, Hey, you've got a rock star here. <laughs> more Niagara Falls, more tears, you know? So anyway, so I took a picture of her, sent it out. Weston immediately tweeted back and said, we have amazing staff. Thank you so much for this. I think I, I, they also had, they tagged it to their, that particular resort. And then don't I, two weeks later, get a robe monogrammed with Sarah in oh, the mail wow. with a handwritten note. Yeah, Thank and totally unexpected as well. Totally unexpected just over and above. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So exponential power, I'm sharing it on your your interview yeah. here. And now right. everyone that's watching is going, hmm, is feeling the love for Western. Yeah, right. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing and that then it creates another positive and another positive. And it's that I talk about, you know, creating a positive ripple in the world because if there's one person that's watching this right now, you can actually go out and do this in your community and your family and create a positive. And so it's just going to continue on. And it's amazing that sometimes I think we feel very small in a very big world, but we can make change. Absolutely we can. So thank you so much, Sarah. So I know that we could talk for hours and hours, but I would love to let people know how they can reach you if they want to find out more. I know you mentioned the cool stuff. So where do we head to get your cool stuff and anything yeah. else you'd recommend? Sure. Well, um, they're welcome to, to come over to my website anytime, greatnessmagnified.com. And uh, yes, there's lots of resources on there. And we also have a weekly vlog where we share some uh, tips on recognition it's in written format too. I have a social media channel so people can find me on all the forms of social media, except Snapchat, of course, because I have been banned from that. That is apparently my children's <laughs> format. <laughs> and apparently well, people streak on it, so I don't really want to streak anyone. So yeah, yeah, I'm not on Snapchat either. I was going to say, it's not that my children are there too young for that right now. But yeah. Yeah. 
So, so they could just find me, Sarah McDaniel, M-C-V-A-N-E-L, on any form of social media. And I would love to hear about how people leverage recognition to retain top talent and create healthy workplaces and peak performance in their lives because it just reinforces this community of practice of people who are going out and intentionally noticing and acknowledging great things. And I love when people share what's working in their organizations because it inspires other people to try new things too. Great. I love it. So there will be the links down below that you can click through and you can access more resources from Sarah. I just want to make sure that we covered off that frogging also stands for forever recognizing others greatness. I don't know if you said that yeah. or not. Maybe I just knew it already. Yeah. So, so that people <laughs> knew that, you know, you got to go out and frog people. You've got to go yes. and recognize others greatness. So thank you so much again, Sarah, for all of your wisdom. It's been amazing. Thanks so much to you for watching. Go out and thrive. This has been another episode of Thrive TV. Great to have you with us, boosting your health, energy, and productivity. Go out and have a great day, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons. Visit thrivetvshow.com to access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next inspiring episode.